In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. If you're a vegan, then you're definitely going to love our first reading at Mass this weekend. Continuing in the season of Advent, we begin by hearing a passage from the prophet Isaiah. After chapters 9 and 10 of the book demonstrate how God's people will be punished for their wickedness, chapter 11 breaks through with a message of hope. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Of course, Jesse was the father of King David, so Isaiah is saying that this new king will arise from the line of David. The spirit this king will have will be one of wisdom, counsel, strength, and so on. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. From there, Isaiah talks about the peace that will come about because of this new king's rule. Animals that had formerly been enemies will now be guests of one another, such as the wolf and the lamb. In this vision of Isaiah, the calf and the young lion shall browse together, meaning that because animals are no longer killing one another for food, they'll all become vegetarians. This brings us back to the very first chapter of Genesis, where we're told that God said to all the wild animals, all the birds of the air, and all the living creatures that crawl on the earth, that he was giving them all the green plants for food. Isaiah sees the king as bringing back a peace that had only existed before the fall, and one where even animals live in peace with one another. Just as with last weekend, we hear from St. Paul's letter to the Romans for our second reading. Here, Paul is encouraging the Christians of Rome to greater unity. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another, in keeping with Christ Jesus, that with one accord you may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This arrives on the heels of what Paul had just discussed in the previous chapter, chapter 14. The Christians in Rome were debating about eating food that some considered to be unclean. It was a heated debate, and after Paul provides his own two cents about the issue, he prays for them to be in harmony with one another. After encouraging them to live in harmony, then St. Paul asks them to welcome one another as Christ has welcomed them. He concludes the passage by citing Psalm 18 as evidence to support his claim. In the season of Advent, St. John the Baptist is, of course, a major figure, and we meet him for the first time in Matthew's Gospel this weekend. He opens with a call to repentance. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But throughout St. Matthew's description of John the Baptist, he's going to make an intentional parallel between him and a character from the Old Testament, Elijah. It begins with the mention of John's clothing made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. This is a direct parallel to the prophet Elijah's dress as described in 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 8, in which Elijah is described as wearing a hairy garment with a leather belt around his waist. That John is baptizing in the Jordan River also is an intended parallel with the prophet Elijah, for that's the same river where Elijah's ministry ended and he was taken up in a fiery chariot. If John is the new Elijah, then he's returning to the very place where the OG Elijah left off. But what would cause someone to claim St. John the Baptist as the new Elijah? Well, at the time of Jesus, there was a belief that a new Elijah would appear just prior to the arrival of the Messiah. According to the prophet Malachi, this Elijah was to return with the task of changing the people's hearts before the Messiah's return. That's exactly what John is up to, proclaiming repentance by way of a baptism in the desert. But the Pharisees and Sadducees don't care for this preaching, however. And in response to them, John the Baptist calls them, quite literally, the offspring of snakes. In a society that so heavily valued ancestry and family lineage, 
To be called the son of a snake was about as big of a burn as you could imagine. It only sets the stage for the antagonistic relationship between these two Jewish groups and Jesus himself. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this second Sunday in Advent in year A. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.